And now, our feature presentation. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I'm your host Ben, aka The Marvelous Ziggy, and joining me is my long-lost brother from another mother, Tyler? Listen man, I already knew that we were brothers from other mothers, so that's not a big spoiler. No, it's not. Um, what does that have to do with today's plot? You'll find out, and you bet your ass it's gonna make you feel uncomfortable. Um, Hell yeah, it will. We are we are now reviewing uh, from Up on Poppy Hill the 2011. Uh, not release. to be confused with the horror film Poppy Hill, which no. I found out existed on the Google search for this movie. Lovely, lovely from Up on Poppy Hill. This film is officially 11 years old. Um, uh, uh, let's. Uh, I think it's fair to say I don't like I because like this is about a time I'm I'm in my house that I'm living in. I don't remember anything about this movie and it being released. Yeah, same here. This is honestly the first I've heard of this film, let alone watch it uh, upon doing this retrospective. Yeah, maybe like seeing a um I might have seen like a clip or something on YouTube or something, but I definitely don't remember it as say like I have stronger memories of seeing Ponyo or or you know, Hal or even Arietti to a degree. Um but not so much this one, but I was curious about it nonetheless cuz we've had our ups and downs with this iteration of of Studio Ghibli and a down Ghibli movie isn't necessarily a bad thing. You could do a lot worse. Um, yeah, you could. You could do so the worst Dragon Ball movies. Yeah, we, hey, we already went through those. Um, all right, let's go ahead. In um, Japan, in Japanese, is is Hepburn Korikuku Zakakara, or from Kokulet Hill. Um, so this was uh, directed by Goro Miyazaki, which is the second movie. I guess this is the second movie that he's done. Um, it's the redemption uh, arc. Yeah, considering how uh, much favor, how like like we'll talk about it. Um, screenplay by Hayao Miyazaki and Keiko Niwa. Uh, Niwa. Uh, apparently, it's based on a uh, on a uh, a manga from the 1980s. So another thing that's you know they kind of just adapt. Uh, I find that that's the one thing I find it fascinating is that you think these things are all give like no, some of these are just adaptations of things that they've taken on, which is interesting. Uh, produced by Toshio Suzuki, this was released in July 16, 2011, with a budget of two point, uh, $22 million and a box office of $61.5 million, so damn. Uh, Alright, so our voice cast, uh, I really wish some of the Wikipedia would actually... Yeah, on the um, Ghibli page, uh, the voice actor list is on a separate page than the actual... Can you, uh, can you make me that page? Uh, yeah, uh, let me... Yeah, so that way it's, it's cleaner, because if you look at the wiki page, it's just, it's just like, oh, then it's just the name, it's just a Japanese actress, uh, pers- a Japanese actor, then it's just the English one, it's very, uh, um, foreign language voice cast. For okay. all you curious types, now you know, we just oh, not for- a bit of searching. Not foreign language, here we go. Um, uh, Anton Yelchin voices Shun Kazama. Uh, Sarah Bolger voices Umi Matsuzaki. Uh, Chris Noth. I was going to say North, but it's Noth. Uh, for voices I, I, uh, Akio Kazama. Ron Howard is the clubhouse lead, which I recognize his voice. Uh, good old Ron Howard. Uh, oh, happy days are here. <laughs> um, Jake, just, 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 just in case you don't know, Jake Seinfeld. Okay. Uh, 
let's see there's a couple of other no why did it okay there's a couple of other characters who are not really mattered so jeff dunham is gen saraki wow jeff dunham made into a given movie that's weird um eddie merman is uh hana matsuzaki um a lot of uh emily osmit is uh nobuko yokama there's a lot there's a lot of actors in this a lot of them are uh c-list characters um i'm trying to reference the regular one um but pretty much our main characters are shun kazama and umi matsuzuki and then their surrounds minor supporting characters who i don't even know if they get named in all honesty within the movie i couldn't tell yeah. you the main focus is on the main two, and everyone else is pretty much just supporting lead. I only recognize Aubrey Plaza as the the uh, absent-minded older sister, because that's pretty much the character she plays in almost anything. Right, exactly. But those are all minor roles in comparison. So what is from Up on Poppy Hill? Um, well, it's about of basically fuck around and you find out shit you don't want to find out or may not want to find out um uh, it follows it sounds like Umi a wrestling Ma- promo uh pretty yeah uh, it follows 16 year old umi matsuzuki who's living in a, uh, a a boarding home um that's looking over the port of yokohama in japan uh, her mother is a uh is, is studying to be a professional uh medical professor in the united states and she pretty much looks after her family in the morning uh, and her whole idea, and this kind of plays into the story, is that her father, who is believed he's 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 gone. He died in the Korean War because uh, he was he's not a soldier, but he was a uh, uh, a carrier. He was on a carrier ship that was delivering supplies, and their boat hit a mine. Um, and so she pretty much, but they never found the body. So she kind of she raises flags um, to basically hope that she can find their way home. And and this and she does. And this is the second time. At the second home that she does it, um, that's her. And then our other character is Shun Kazama, who uh, Not this is how Shun Kazama from Tekken, exactly. Um, and pretty much uh, there, they come together. How in sh- they come together via this uh, this old house, which is the uh, the Latin Quarter, which is this decrepit. At the beginning of the movie, it's a very decrepit, decaying building where a lot of the, uh, the, a lot of the mostly boys clubs hang out. Like, um, I guess it's like the the higher science, like the the, the literature, the arts, the school, that kind of clubs, like uh, astrology, that kind of stuff. And they, uh, and pretty much you find out that the, um, uh, I believe, a government building, the government wants to basically close it. basically tear it down and, and ferris something new and the uh the kids the, the the students of the latin quarter they do not want it to be turned down this leads to both shun and uh umi to meet and of course as you know young you know they're basic you know teenagers when you're close to somebody you know feelings start to rise and uh it, just, it gets weird for a bit let's just say this is the we've watched a lot of Gilly movies I've never felt uncomfortable, but this is the closest it gets. Do you want to tackle the elephant in the room right now, or do we just yeah, get out? Yeah, we should probably address that elephant in the room before so, we go further. Yeah, so pretty much, um, it, it, it kind of follow this like very cute, you know, romance between Shun and Umaki. Um, and while they're at the uh, at the manor, uh, Uma, uh, Omi shows Shun a photograph. 
of of the of the men uh, of three young naval men. One of them is her father, uh, Ichiro uh, Sawamura, uh, um, and then her his two friends. And then um, apparently uh, Shun um, is stunned that that he she has a picture, um, uh, and, and pretty much basically comes to the conclusion that. Um, uh, he, I believe it's he's told by somebody else that 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 her father, Umi's father, and his father are one and the same. Ah, uh, those naval men always going from port to port. Yeah, and and, and like you, you don't find this out to like the last of uh, thirty minutes of it at all. Um, you know, uh, it's it's very innocent, and um, and and like the. But like when you find out, like, cause like at that point they're already liking each other. You could tell they feel something for each other, you know, in the way high schoolers do, or at least high schoolers in the nineteen. I believe this has to be like the late fifties, because this is uh, after nineteen sixty three. Sixty three. Okay, I figured it was early sixties, uh, either late fifties or early sixties, and and like they have this like and they have this like chemistry together, and then there's this stark realization that you're my. And they never, and they don't clarify. It's obviously stepbrother, but you're my brother, and it's just like, oh, okay. And then initially, it's it's pretty much like, well, we just can't feel like that that way for each other. Okay, bye. And it proceeds to be awkward whenever they're in the room together, no matter what. Yeah, like it's not a bad thing. Mind you, considering how the plot runs or it's up, but the fact that the movie makes you believe that, yeah, no, they're brothers, they're, it's the worst case scenario where you find this attractive person and you like them, and then you find out you're related to them, that's like, oh, God, um, here's the, here's the thing, um, they don't back down. There's, there's a, like, well, they, they kind of back down, but, like, they openly admit that, look, look, I love you, I love you too, but we can't be together because we're brother. I'm just, like, this is the closest, like, nothing ever happens, but this is the closest they've come to, like, that's a little taboo, Studio Ghibli, that's, you, I can't believe y'all fucking went there. Yeah, I can't believe we almost had incest in a Ghibli movie. It's it was just so weird. Thankfully, uh, it's revealed that um, Shun is not Umi's uh, sister or brother, rather, but in fact one of the friends. I, I believe it's Tachibana, um, uh, one of uh, Umi's father's friends. Uh, in that same photograph, he died in. I, I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, why uh, uh, Shun's father died and. He, of course, he died first, and he um, Shun's Umi's father comes home with a newborn baby, and Umi is like she's also just been born too, and so like we have to adopt this child. Like he was my friend's kid. All his all my all his uh, relatives were uh, all his family was killed in Nagasaki, or there you know they were killed in the uh, in that boating incident or the boating uh, attack. So like I can't I don't want to put this kid in orphanage. So I was like, oh, okay, so that, like, I had the, I don't know about you, Tyler, but I had the biggest sigh of relief of, like, oh, thank God they're not, they're not actually brother and sister. Yeah, just catch that gif of Denzel Washington breathing a sigh of relief right here. Because it was just like, this is weird. This is, in, in, in pretty much, 
confirms like yeah you, you guys can be together it, it's it's okay uh it's okay it was it was uh, oh yeah and the, and the mom was um uh Shun's mom was uh died and died as a result of the childbirth um so like he pretty much grew up without actually his real family um and, and so it's not his biological like in a way they could they could have been siblings and they might like they might consider themselves siblings but you know um that's all what this movie's about though uh this movie is mostly about how your past and your the identity connected to the past pretty much connects to your future i believe i would say that yeah um and what 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 would you say you took away from this movie tyler um, honestly, uh, compared to other Ghibli movies that we've seen, um, this one kind of, uh, grabbed my attention the least. Like, this is another slice of life movie, and there definitely are more interesting things going on here than the other film that, uh, uh, Goro directed, which was, uh, Tales of Mercy. But, I don't know, there's just something about this that, uh, you know, the whole incest thing, uh, notwithstanding... There's just something about it that uh, didn't really grab my attention, you know? Yeah, and I feel like the movie kind of divides itself because you have, like, this, the the, the, the Latin Quarter, which is the, the crux of this movie, which is where, like, they, the reason why they don't want it destroyed is because they, it, 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 they would lose the connection to their past. And, you know, like, as you, as you, you know, I don't know, you haven't lived in Austin like I have most of my life. But, like, I remember, like, how everything used to be before, you know, all the Californians started moving here. And, like, you do lose your sense, like, you lose your sense of what everything was when things you knew of growing up are just gone at the at the brink of an eye. Blink of an I eye. I see that. Um, but I feel like the movie try like, the movie tries to combine, like, the relationship and, like, their, the past with their father's. And and the past with the um, with the Latin Quarter into one, but it doesn't really gel that well, in my opinion. Yeah, there's no real correlation. The only things tying um, these two plot threads together are the main characters, because Shun is the one that uh, is kind of participating in the building, and Umi just happened to be there. Right, exactly. It was like a, a, a you know a fate fate by chance thing because like Umi has so much other things going on, like taking care of her family, and all of a sudden she sees Shun just jump out of a building to raise awareness for um <laughs> to to like don't destroy the Latin Quarter. Um, if anything, it felt like let's like this maybe maybe the whole point of that isn't that, and I'm reading too deep, and it's just basically for and it's hard to like us relate to it, right? Because we're not. We're not Japanese. We're not. I feel like this is the one movie where I could say like, I couldn't relate to it because I'm not Japanese. Because I think this is definitely evoking that post-war time. We're not Japanese, and we're not from that specific uh, time period. Right. This is definitely made for Goro. Probably grew up in that time period. Um, you know, def- like I, I don't. I, I, I would assume so, given his age, and like this is definitely made with that in mind. I still like the idea of it for the most part. I just didn't, I just wish that it was more, um, cohesive as, as a, as a one secular piece. 
Yeah, it feels kind of unfocused at points, and um, I felt my attention uh, divert more than once during this viewing. Right, yeah, I, I, I would say so. Um, and I do like the fact, like, I mean, like, it, it, there's cool moments where, like, for me, where the, the, the kids come together to, like, basically renovate the, the Latin Quarter. Because when, when you go to the Latin Quarter for the first time, and you go inside of it. It is it looks like, like garbage. Looks like garbage. It's I like to call it beautiful garbage because even it looking like trash, it still looked nicely drawn. That's what like, I like to say. It's spectacular garbage in a sense, kind of like yeah. the Rat King's uh, lair or something. Pretty much, and like there's bugs, there's trash everywhere. There's it's it there's there's an art style to it, um, but it is a nice transformation when by the end of the movie and you see the the renovated uh latin quarter um uh so like that that is nice but um i definitely was more intrigued for it by than tales of Earthsea, but not by much yeah this is just uh, another one of those cases where uh, you know it's just another run-of-the-mill ghibli movie does it's not bad by any means but no. it's not spectacular on the same level as like Spirit Away or even Ponyo. Right, exactly. The, like the animation is nice, but there's nothing that really grabs your attention visually. Like it's all very pedestrian. It's all very and 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 and, and I say pedestrian in terms of like what you expect from a Ghibli movie. And this is that kind. They've shown that they've done these smaller in between movies between like their big spectacle ones it's like arietti was a little bit more big a little bit on the bigger side of things that's funny um uh but like this one's more down to earth and just about just being in the world without having to worry about like impending danger or anything like that which in that i can admire um i just didn't know if i was in the mood for it right now Um, yeah it's just unfortunate um we're just so kind of accoladed to these high fantasy movies that kind of blends itself with uh, realism so just having a incredibly down-to-earth animated ghibli film i don't know i was just kind of expecting something different yeah exactly um and i i do like um uh like a lot of the singing that happens in the movie like you'll get the kid like especially after there uh, they, a, a fight starts out between the kids um, at the gymnasium because they couldn't, they, they, one half wanted to, uh, help tear down the Latin quarter. The other half was like, no, we have to keep it. And in order to not get in trouble by the principal, they ought to start singing. So it's like, everything's cool. Everything's cool. Everything be calm. Um, I do think my favorite moment in the movie is, you know, obviously this is, is mostly with Umi. Um, and like, like. And you don't really get do it in too much because she's way past the time where she's dealing with the raw emotion of losing her father. But you can tell it still hits with her by her raising the flags, hoping to see it, you know, one day, see her father one day. But that moment when she's basically dreaming and comes to the idea that the man that she loves or the boy that she loves, she can't be with him because it's her brother. It's her brother, which that's just, ah. Uh... You could have just done that. You know, you could have said, she's not actually my brother, but no. Um, but, uh, um, and she sees her father. And I wanted to like it up until I saw his face and his voice. And it's just like, oh, 
So it's like she's dreaming about her father, but he hears Shun, but she hears Shun's voice, and I'm like, I okay, I get it because she probably doesn't remember her father's voice because we hear the dad talk, and the dad doesn't. I like again, this is by because she thinks Shun's the the her and are related at this point, but it was just such a like a weird like dream moment. That, like, could have been an emotional crux that, like, you sympathize with a little bit more. But no, it turns into this almost, like, fantasy kind of thing. It's weird. It's super weird. What did you think about that sequence? Uh, that was another moment where I just kind of nodded off, so I didn't really, um, it didn't really spring to my mind. Um, yeah, like, (laughs) I... (laughs) I just, it's just like, why does he look, like, okay, like, I get why he would look like her, but, like, you know what your dad looks like, that's not what you're, like, because, like, the dad, the dad and, and ultimately Shinsada don't look alike, unless, uh, obviously there's the Ghibli face, but I just found it weird that, like, he had to, he heard her father in Shun's voice, maybe this is, like, a, a, a way for her to accept the fact that, um, <laughs> um, that, 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 that he is my brother? I don't know. Maybe I'm reaching. Probably. Um, is there anything you want to talk about in terms of our main characters or anything else? Not particularly. Okay. Um, I, I generally like the movie. I know it sounds like we're trashing it, and I, I just feel like the, um, the uh, potential incest, um, was re- I feel like it really ruins it. I feel like they didn't need to do that. Yeah, it's just one of those things that just uh, made it dramatic for the sake of drama. Right. Um and and like you could have had something where like oh like they could like they could that could have been their bonding moment that we didn't know our fathers and both our fathers died without having the contrived notion of oh yeah, we might be brother and sister. Guess you can't hook up with each other. Um, you know, and stuff like that, but it all gets resolved. Like, so listen, this is not your father. This is your father. And this man promised to take care of you when, because your father died too, er- uh, too early, um, or too young. Um, so, uh, I, I guess that's it. Um, not much to say about from Poppy Hill. There's not a lot to see here, unfortunately. Yeah, like, it's a fine movie, but if you're looking for, like, the fantastical, well-animated Ghibli films, this probably isn't it. Like, you can find some stuff to like, but, yeah, you know, it's just viewer beware, I guess. Yeah, it's it's definitely, like, if you want, like, maybe a cozy Ghibli movie that's not, like, about, uh, like, as uh, that goes as hard as, say, Mononoke or, you know, vi- like... And you something want more like a chill evening? This is perfectly fine. It's not. It, I I think it's more engaging the tales of Ursi, especially if you like fall into the romance between the two between Shun and Umi. Neither of us did, unfortunately. Especially, but maybe the incest ruins it for you, or the potential incest ruins yeah. it for you. I don't know, but um, it is what it is. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, Tyler, please tell the people where they can find you at. You can follow me on Twitter, hits at Ty, and also on Hive at Tire Shoes. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home of Tire Shoes Reviews, where I review old ass fighting games for your pleasure. 
And you can follow me at twitter.com slash Iggy. Catch me live at twitch.tv slash Iggy2814. And, of course, uh, go to charts.com for this episode as well as our other ones. Thank you for listening, everybody. When we come back next week, we are nearly done with the Studio Ghibli movies as we enter our final three movies. First up with being The Wind Rises, uh, which is a bit longer than what we've done recently. The next two are extremely long. Um, All right. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you all next week for The Wind Rises. Until next time, bye-bye. Peace out, everyone. Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.